E2i Design is a full solutions provider for all things audio, video, lighting, and broadcast. Whether it be design, installation, or offering gear for a great price, E2i Design supports you by providing the right tools for the job. Look them up on Facebook or Instagram at E2i Design or visit their website, E2iDesign.com. Each year, one in three seniors dies with Alzheimer's or another dementia. More than 6 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's. And in 2020, COVID-19 contributed to a 17% increase in Alzheimer's and dementia deaths. It kills more people than breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. In 2022, Alzheimer's and other dementias will cost the nation $321 billion. By 2050, these costs could rise to nearly $1 trillion. That's where you come in. The Walk to End Alzheimer's is an annual effort to raise awareness, defray costs, and and increase research funding of this deadly disease. Get involved by starting a walk team today. It's free and just might save a life. Find out more at alz.org. That's alz.org. Episode 309 of the Motor City HDJ podcast is titled Total Wedding Vibes. As we make the shift from wedding season to engagement season, I wanted to step back and unpack the different types of wedding vibes people are into these days. It's 2023, and the cookie-cutter wedding experience just doesn't exist like it used to. More and more couples are getting smarter about adapting the wedding day experience to their style, their personalities, and ultimately their budget. The wedding experience as a whole is changing, and sometimes it's hard to know which plan may be the best one. So today's episode is going to help you identify which vibe is the best for you. E2i Design is the sponsor sponsor of this podcast and you need to visit them on their website e2idesign.com or on all of social media at e2idesign and i'm getting total wedding vibes episode 309 of the motor city hdj podcast starts right now Welcome back, Motor City. It's your DJ, Brett Cummins. The 2023 wedding season has officially ended, and I am ready for the long break. I hope you're doing well. I'm excited because I just wrapped up the last wedding of the year this past weekend. I was outside of the greater Chicagoland area, but more on that later. As you heard in the opening, this isn't the year in review episode. I'm going to do that episode around the first week of 2024 because I have many numbers to crunch and facts and figures to prepare for you. So make sure to stay tuned for that one. As we enter engagement season, though, I wanted to share with you what I've learned about the way couples plan their big day. And when you really start to dive into the wedding planning stuff, one of the first things you have to tackle is figuring out what your wedding day vibe will be. Nowadays, lots of couples really aren't sticking to the traditional mold. They're going for setups that match their style, their personality, their relationship, which has led to a bunch of cool wedding options to pick from. For example, if you and your partner are more low-key and you like small hangouts, you might want to think about doing a micro-wedding in a cozy spot. But if you thrive on big, lively parties, a whole weekend celebration with tons of events might just be your jam. Ultimately, your wedding day should be a reflection of your love story, so going for a bash that feels true to you will make it special for everybody that you've invited. So if you're just starting out on this whole wedding planning adventure, you're in luck because today's episode is for you. I put together this very basic guide to fill you in on the coolest wedding types that I've come across in my 24 years of doing this. So each wedding vibe will have a catchy name, a quick description of really who the vibe is perfect for, the the perfect couple for that vibe. And then I will include pointers for how to plan each one of these different wedding vibes. And I definitely need to say this, even though it it is probably going to be unspoken, don't treat this episode, don't treat these things I'm going to say as strict rules. Really, 
They are more just like jumping off points for your big day brainstorm. Feel free. Tweak things or blend elements from different styles until you land on a vibe that totally feels like you. All right, so here we go. First up, I'm calling it the old-fashioned. And this kind of wedding vibe is your classic one-day shindig. It's all wrapped up in tradition. It usually follows a set plan with a ceremony, a chill cocktail hour, and then the big reception. The couple will usually tie the knot in a religious spot like a church, temple, or mosque with the vows and a crowd of around 150 to 200 friends and family. After the first smooch, there's that photo session with the squad while everyone else, well, they're hanging out at the cocktail hour. They're sipping and chatting and drinking your booze. And then later, it's all back together for the reception, usually in some sort of fancy ballroom. And you know the drill. You've got your first dance, parent dances, a sit-down dinner, cake cutting, tossing the bouquet, any other traditional elements that go into an old-fashioned wedding day. As far as the dress code goes, it's usually black tie. Ladies will be in floor-length gowns. Guys will rock very nice suits or tuxedos. And of course, the bride's in white. The groom will be suited up in a tux or aforementioned nice suit. It's just classic vibes all around. So if you and your soon-to-be spouse are all about tradition or you come from a classic family background, this wedding vibe could be your thing. Couples that go for this vibe are usually driven by their religious or cultural beliefs. That's the big thing there. But here's the deal. You, You still need to check if this lines up with your own beliefs or this big day. Your wedding day might feel just a bit like a performance or going through the motions. Really, the easiest thing to do is just chat it out with your partner See if this type of wedding really even vibes with your style. With old-fashioned weddings, there are some unwritten rules about who picks up the tab and for what. Traditionally, the bride's family is going to cover most of the costs. The groom's parents, they're going to handle the stuff like the rehearsal dinner, officiants fees, the license, the music, the drinks, maybe even the honeymoon. So try having a casual chat with both sets of parents first really to suss out how comfy they are with chipping in. And it would probably be a good thing for the two of you to talk it over and decide if you want to pitch in on the financial front as well. So that's the old-fashioned wedding vibe. 95 out of 100 weddings are going to follow that mold. Next, I'm calling it Destination Wedding. And you must know you're not looking at my copy that I have here, but it is important to see that there is a colon between destination and wedding. I was trying to do a play on Mission Impossible. Anyway, (laughs) contrary to popular belief, destination weddings don't have to take place in some far off location. I just had one of those this past summer in September. I went down to North Carolina. It was a perfect setting for a destination wedding. And a lot of these pure Michigan weddings, I would actually put into the category of destination. But traditionally, when we think of a destination wedding, we're thinking of somewhere far away. And I know that is contradictory to a lot of what I just said. But for this type of wedding to take shape, truly the celebration just needs to occur somewhere other than your place of residence. Whether it is a beachside resort in Mexico or a summer camp in North Carolina, a historic estate in Italy or a brewery in Chicago. Other than the locale, these nuptials typically follow a very similar flow to a standard celebration. However, since many guests will travel to that site, most couples will use a destination wedding to throw a a weekend celebration filled with festivities, 
you're looking at things including a rehearsal dinner on the first day, a welcome party maybe on the second day, the ceremony and reception on the third day, and then on that fourth day, everything gets tidied up with this post-wedding brunch. And additionally, because friends and family will have to pay for travel and accommodations, these events, destination events, tend to have a smaller headcount than would a traditional wedding. But the best part of that, the best part of a destination wedding, is that you really can be a little more particular about who you include. And I'm, and I'm just going to throw this out there. You may not agree with me, and that's okay. Feel free to throw it right back. It, it is okay not to invite all of your parents, neighbors, friends, if you prefer a smaller, intimate group. Not everybody is going to be willing to pay to go to your destination wedding, and that is totally okay. Do not feel bad if every single person you know or every single person your parents, neighbors, friends know, it, it, they don't have to, to come. It's okay. The wedding's not in town. Don't feel bad about everybody not being able to be there. As far as attire goes, well, the venue is largely going to shape that, but the dress code at a destination wedding tends to be more casual than would a traditional black tie affair. And as far as the destination wedding is concerned, I don't think I really need to explain it, but I'll just lay it out on the line. If you've got a serious case of the travel bug, this is totally your scene. If you are a wanderlust type, this is your vibe. Destination weddings are a dream for couples who are just itching to explore a new spot or share a meaningful place, maybe where they got engaged or have a special couple's tradition. Who knows? It is a totally chill vibe, especially for couples that are cool with not meeting their vendors in person. You have to think about that as well, unless you want to fly your amazing DJ to Sandals, Jamaica with you. I have no problem with that. <laughs> Even if you're doing most of your wedding prep from a distance, you're going to want to try to make time for at least one on-the-spot visit before the big day, because sometimes more visits might be needed, but at the end of the day, it's, it is crucial for all couples to see the space during the planning process in order to properly picture everything and to be sure about their plans. So naturally, duh, it's a good call to check out the venue before sealing the deal. And since you'll probably be coordinating with your vendors from afar, you should definitely be building a team of pros that you can totally rely on. All right, so that's the destination wedding or destination wedding. Make sure you don't forget the colon in there. <laughs> this next one had a few different iterations of the title, Wedding Weekend. I I'm just going to go with a weekend for weddings. So the thing is, is that not every wedding weekend has to be a destination wedding. But of course, most destination weddings will be weekend long affairs. You could throw a three day bash at a local spot or somewhere far off, like a cozy cabin or a fancy hotel. But as far as wedding weekends go, here's the deal. It's all about the duration of the party and what is on the agenda. So this is a great example because it was both a destination wedding and a wedding weekend. Lauren and John, they called their wedding weekend WedFest, and it was awesome. It was such a great time. It was very, very much right up their alley. It was a perfect vibe for them. They're huge into music festivals. Most music festivals happen over the course of a weekend. So their save the date wasn't a card. It was a magnet that you put on your fridge. It looks like a ticket to a wedding or rather a music festival, which I thought was awesome. Hashtag WedFest. So as far as wedding weekends go, it's all about the agenda. It's going to be a multi-day affair. 
A typical wedding weekend might look like this. You'd have your welcome or rehearsal dinner. You'd have your main ceremony and the reception, the party, and then a chill post-wedding brunch. So very similar to destination wedding. Now, depending on how long your pals are sticking around, you might throw in some extra activities. Since it's a few days of fun, with these kinds of events, guest lists will usually stay on the smaller side, but again, there's no strict size rule with any of these. And the weekend for weddings, the dress code, it just, again, depends on the venue, right? It's usually going to lean casual, but the formality level will depend on where you're at and the vibe you're going for. So North Carolina, summer camp, Wedfest, it's a great example. I'm going to continue to talk about them. Hopefully their ears aren't ringing at this point. If it is, maybe it's just the tinnitus, who knows? (laughs) But Lauren and John's wedding was casual-ish. I mean, I, I had like a casual, how do I say this? It was a casual formal, you know, I wore earth tones because we were at a summer camp. Rosanna did the same thing. She wasn't too dressy, but she still wore um, a floor length dress, a summery kind of dress. So a weekend for wedding might have a different dress code than normal. And each event is going to have a different dress code. So it's really a bit of everything. Your Friday night, let's say it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Your Friday night is going to be different than your Saturday night and your Sunday night. Same thing with Wedfest. Friday night we got there. It was just total fun and uh, we got karaoke and a beer exchange. I mean, I was in a polo and shorts. No big deal. And then, yeah, for Saturday, I kind of picked it up a little bit. You had the earth tones, the casual formal if you will not even business casual it was just like casual formal and then sunday everybody woke up had breakfast as they headed out and it was just whatever people were going to travel in so that that attire will change based on the vibe you're going for and if you're all about hosting and enjoy being the life of the party planning a wedding with lots of events where you'll be hanging out with people a ton this will be right up your alley. This kind of wedding is perfect for couples who aim to throw a memorable bash that really hits home with their guests. Just a heads up though, (laughs) since you'll be planning, designing, and decking out a bunch of parties, it's easier to go all out if you've got a bit more cash to play with. Like I said earlier, wedding weekends can be a bit of a money move. You might be spending a little bit more to do a wedding weekend. So, You're going to want to keep things in check and avoid stress by whipping up a spreadsheet to track all of those payments as you plan. Plus, there are tons of savvy moves to save some cash, like maybe snagging a secondhand dress or giving your ceremony decorations a second life. You may want to check out some budget-friendly tips to keep things easy on the wallet if you're going to throw a 72-hour party. A weekend for weddings. All right, small but mighty is the next one. And small weddings are great. Small weddings are all about keeping it cozy, usually with 30 to 60 guests, maybe up to 75. There's even smaller versions of smaller weddings called micro weddings, and they have less than 30 people, truly like a dinner party. Basically, it's just an intimate setting where you invite your closest crew. These shindigs are typically a one-day thing, whether it's a weekday or weekend, and they're shorter than the usual ceremony and reception. You might do vows, a nice dinner, maybe a bit of dancing. But the cool thing is, 
you've got flexibility with the venue. There's no stress about hitting a maximum capacity as long as it fits your budget. So if you're not into big attention, if you're an introvert, this small crowd kind of event for your wedding vibe might be your jam. It's all about keeping things cozy with the people who really matter, making it super chill and comfy. And if you're keen on giving your guests a top-notch experience, well, this type of wedding could be the way to go. Since you're only sending a few invites, you can go all out on the design. You see, micro-weddings, smaller weddings like this, they let every crucial detail shine, which would normally get lost in the hustle of a regular-sized wedding. So with smaller weddings, nailing down your guest list, you're going to have to be strategic about how you do that. You're really going to need to think twice before inviting one ant and leaving out another. The fallout could be very, very real. I just have to warn you there. So a bit of extra consideration can keep those feelings intact, which will obviously give your marriage a, a very drama-free start. And sure, with fewer folks, you might be tempted to DIY your wedding plans. It's easy to say, well, we're only going to have 25 to 30 people, so we'll just do it ourselves. But it could help you by having a wedding planner on your team no matter the size of your party. A wedding planner will help you navigate the process and keep things smooth on the big day, which would make it just a solid addition to the event team. So small but mighty, that's another way to go. That's another wedding vibe. Next on the list, just the two of us is what I'm calling it, and specifically elopements. Elopements are like the tiniest version of a small wedding, so I gave them their own category because why not? Now, elopements, clearly, you're not going to have a DJ at an elopement, although this world is a crazy place. <laughs> I would love to have someone call me and set up my gear for just an elopement. That would be fun. And uh, elopements, uh, you know, these, these are lovey-dovey events, which are all about the couple and their efficient. It's a super, super intimate vibe. Sometimes with elopements, couples might just invite a few buddies as witnesses, but really it's all about keeping it simple and focusing on the love. The schedule's not very complicated. It's pretty straightforward. You have a ceremony and then you grab some lunch or maybe some dinner. And elopements can happen anywhere, but they often happen in a spot that means something to the couple, like a mountaintop or a cool city hall. Maybe it's a park or a venue that you're familiar with or that means something to you. And of course, you can wear whatever you feel like, but most people go for that chill vibe as far as elopements are concerned with um, you know simple dresses or or suits it's a super breezy elopement style it's a super easy vibe elopements are like the cool spontaneous cousins of small weddings which are perfect for couples who dig keeping things low key or again may be just a bit introverted and that's totally okay unlike small weddings though even though they still get planned out, elopements can happen on a whim. So if you're down for just a last-minute excitement, love adventure, or you just want to break tradition, eloping might be for you. Now, even though elopements sound breezy and easy and super simple and quick, you still have to think about a little bit of preparation. If you're jetting off to an awesome destination, you might want to plan your travel well ahead and maybe snag a destination elopement planner for the ride. I had one this summer. I had a wedding where I played the party later. They eloped. They had the ceremony, which was special to them. They went to the place that meant the most to them. I believe St. Thomas. They came back. They had the party. 
That was awesome. Such a great time. The party, there was no pressure. It was just about eating, drinking, being merry, having fun, and just having a wonderful time. So with elopements, you still need to think about the ceremony details from bouquets to vows. There are still things that you'll need to consider. And once you're hitched, well, you can figure out if you do want to throw a bigger bash with friends and family. Hashtag elopement life. Getting ready to round it out, but the second to last of these, I'm going to call I Do Your Honor. Courthouse weddings. They are the laid-back siblings of elopements. And they're not always elopements, but they're definitely just a low-key legal union that goes down at City Hall. You'll have a judge, a justice of the peace, or a notary who usually handles the ceremony. And it's often just the two of you, just the couple. After you say your I do's, you might grab some pictures somewhere. Sometimes you throw a little meal celebration for your close family or your friends. And there are loads of cool courthouse options in pretty much every major city in America. Some people like to make kind of a little destination thing out of it, but depending on where you're at, where your license will be valid, you'll need to try to stick to the area <laughs> from which you live. So you can't necessarily go out of town to do it, but I, I don't know all the rules about that. I would just, for ease of use here, <laughs> you might want to just stick to your neighborhood. So since it's city vibes, right? Most people can totally rock some chic and non-traditional wedding gear. Brides, you know, blazer dresses, I don't know, pantsuits or something. Grooms, whatever you want to do. But as far as the courthouse gig is concerned, yeah, it's simple too, which is perfect for the couple that easily gets overwhelmed. It's quick and efficient. So if you've got a tight schedule, but you can't wait to tie the knot, City Hall is the move for you. And if you're a bit shy, again, it, it could be good for you. As an introvert, you can also do your personal vows in private. So there's that. Allows you to really have that moment without having all those eyes watching you. And even though courthouse weddings are simpler than the big traditional ones, there again are still some details to think about. One thing people don't necessarily always do is get a photographer. That's still something that would be important. You want someone to document that for you. Not everybody that comes through City Hall is trustworthy enough <laughs> with your phone. Maybe you want to invest in a photographer for those tangible memories so that you can look back on those. It's a smart move if that is your vibe. Finally, the last one. I'm calling this one totally on theme. So any of the vibes I talked about earlier can have a theme, whether it's all romantic or super modern. You can, you can throw a party with a theme. Think party planning committee, the office, if you haven't seen it, you're missing out, or even the committee to plan parties, depending on whose side you're on. But if you're into giving your guests a wild and unforgettable experience, themed weddings are where it's at. These celebrations are all about the specific look, the specific feel, just guiding everything from makeup to hair to music to outfits to the party favors, the food, tons of stuff. There are endless cool themes, masquerade balls. I've seen people do the Bridgerton thing where they've had Bridgerton-inspired gigs. There's one to say 10 times fast. People having garden parties, even carnival vibes. I've done a few Halloween-type weddings. So themes can really elevate your event. 
And most of these parties, well, they roll, they roll along like a regular wedding. But the spot, the outfits, the activities, those are all going to depend on and vibe with your chosen theme, right? Imagine a hippie-inspired bash in a meadow or a garden where maybe you're rocking peasant-style dresses surrounded by wildflowers, right? That, that's a vibe. That could be a vibe. If you and your partner, though, as far as this, the theme party, who it's good for, if you and your partner are all about standing out and wowing your guests, if you like to put on a show, this one is for you. A themed wedding is the move for you. It's perfect for the playful and the visionary type of people who love to dive into a hefty project. A themed wedding is a lot of work, so consider that. But if you're the ultimate party host who obsesses over every single little detail, if you are type A, a themed bash is going to be for you. Now, when you're picking your theme, go for something that screams you, not just what's trendy. Don't Google stuff. Do something that actually fits your personality. That's what we want to be part of. And then when you're bringing it all to life, get a planner on board to handle the nitty gritty and then eventually be your guide. It's super, super easy peasy. So there you have it. The old fashioned destination wedding, a weekend for weddings small but mighty, just the two of us, I do your honor, and totally on theme. It's been a nice break from the usual format of things I do here. I thought I would share that with you because I've seen a few things recently that kind of caught my attention and I wanted to pass the word along to you. I'm going to try to fill out the rest of 2023 with a couple more episodes. Let's try to go for 12 total. Let's see if I can do three more. I'm not going to promise anything, but man, it would be great <laughs> to get an average of one podcast episode per month. I'm going to see what I can do. Until then, just remember to take care of each other. Be kind to each other. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And we'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>